Welcome back to another episode of Life Uncut. I'm Laura. And in Laura's words, this is a very special episode well, today. Well, that is Brittany. But yes, every episode is special. And the reason why this episode is so special is because every single Saturday at 1pm, we are packaging up our radio show and dropping it into your hot little podcast libraries. And that's exactly what this is. We have a pretty great episode coming up, if I don't say so myself. We have a few people phoning in. Levi from Married at First Sight. Levi is not a contestant. Levi is the really, really hot guy that everyone's talking about that came on as the best man of Brent. Britt, have you seen anything about this season of Maths? Like, have you watched any of the episodes yet? No, I've just seen Hot Levi. Well, I know. I haven't watched it either. And this is so uncharacteristic of me. Like, I'm usually sick for Maths. But we do have Levi, who I know a lot of you are going to be familiar with. And we are asking him all the ins and outs about Brent and Tamara's marriage. We're also talking about Lola because, guys, I didn't tell you this on Thursday, um, but it was actually Lola's birthday. And um, we're talking about how when you're the second child, you get a little bit forgotten about. <laughs> well, I think if any child that comes after one, doesn't matter what number, two, three, four, it gets progressively worse as the children come out. Mate, I feel sorry for number three for me then. Well, They're going to be like, Mommy, did that. you name me? Let's uh, number three, <laughs> come on, get in the car. <laughs> we're also talking to Sam Wood. We have Sam Wood calling in and we do a pretty funny game. You know that we play headline or headlines so we've got that coming up hot I got into a fight at the dog park but we'll talk talk to you about that later it wasn't a proper fight it was just like a little like it's like an internal monologue fight it's the it's the dog park politics is what it is but anyway guys this is the radio show we hope you love it we hope if you haven't listened to it live when it was actually on the radio which is 10 to 12 do better yeah we need you we need the ratings so please next time just put like jump in your car turn it on even if you're not in the car just leave it running two hours they don't have to get in the car they've got an app you can listen live on the app we're done we're not begging i promise anyway guys that's it let's get into the show the life uncut radio show with Britt hockley and laura byrne Coming up, Sam Wood will be here, ladies. You guys know Sam personally? I've met him a couple of times on the old Bachelor, you know, traps yeah. on the roundabout. I think a lot of people think everyone from the Bachelor family 100% knows each other. I don't know if I'm a minority, but I don't really know anyone from the Bachelor besides you. I And when you? I vomited in Holly in Jimmy's garden. <laughs> One, one time, guys. What a family. I don't know Sam, so I'm looking forward to speaking this to him. This will be fun. He'll be on later in the show. Right now, though, Laura, I believe something's happened in the UK that's caught your attention. There is a woman in the UK who has been arrested and is going to serve some jail time oh. because she feigned a kidnapping. She not only feigned a <laughs> kidnapping, she pretended that she had been kidnapped in order to hold herself ransom to her ex-boyfriend and get £2,000 out of him. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Hold up. Hold she up. stopped the press. She kidnapped herself, sent her own ransom, not even to her current boyfriend, but to an ex-boyfriend. What makes her think the ex is going to pay her ransom? Well, I guess they'd only just recently broken up. And you know how sometimes you're like, oh, I really want to see if they still care about me? So she took photos of herself bound and gagged. How do you do that? (laughs) Self-timer. Is that just like one of, those, stick. one of those remotes? Like, imagine if you see the selfie stick in the ransom photo. You're like, I can see the selfie stick. But then she the, but no, then she took more photos. So then she not only did she take them of herself bound and gagged, she then took a video of herself as the kidnapper and sent that video to her oh. then ex-boyfriend to try and get some money out of him. Well, she put her voice down and put, like, a voice decoder on. I need $2,000. Oh, shoot, you'll never see I her alone. I have Mandy. Yes. I would love to see and hear this footage. And I, I can't work out how she's done this. Well, she hasn't done it. She got caught. She's yeah. gone to jail. <laughs> Do you know what the amazing part, the amazing part of this article as well is that apparently this wasn't the first time. There was also a man who feigned his own kidnapping to get out of a day of work. Oh, don't tell my story. <laughs> so Yeah, that was Mitch. Wow. So, so she goes to jail. So this is illegal to kidnap yourself. Well, yeah, I think it's illegal to, I think it's entrapment trying to get $2,000 yeah. out of someone when you haven't actually been kidnapped. Well, the question is, did he pay it? 
does he care enough? Did he pay the two thousand the two thousand pounds? I don't know, but I would love to know like what you've gotten out of an ex boyfriend. Mm. Like you've been you're jilted, you're angry at your ex for whatever they've done, and you're like, you know what? They need to pay for that. Yeah. I once upon a time, many many moons ago, I had borrowed my ex's credit card to pay for basically my website at the time had like a monthly installment deduction right. thing, and I had used his credit card for one installment deduction. And then he broke up with me. And then I just forgot to change it for like a year and a half. You set it as a recurring (laughs) payment. (laughs) Until a year and a half later, I got a phone call from him and he was like, hey, just an FYI, I'm pretty sure I'm still getting these Shopify invoices. And I was like, yeah, that's also to pay for my car, which you kind of half crashed. (laughs) So did you have to pay him back? Did he ask you for that? Do you know what? He did ask me, but I didn't pay him back because he did actually crash my car and never got it fixed. So I felt like the payments kind of evened itself out. That's brilliant. Okay, well, I took one thing. Just one. His heart. <laughs> no, that was so bad. <laughs> no, I took, um, you know, like for women, oversized jackets and coats are really in at the moment. So I took his like beautiful, it was very expensive, very lush, but I took his really big oversized winter coat. I and know exactly the coat. You know, I know exactly the man. You know who and you know what. And, and about, it was only a couple of months ago, he saw it in a photo and he's like, this looks really familiar. And I was like, I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to know what you guys have taken from an ex-lover or a boyfriend. Yeah, we want to know what did you get out of your ex. Katie, hello on 131065. What did you get from your ex? Hi, guys. Um, I actually got Ed Sheeran tickets off my ex. <laughs> Wait, did you get both the tickets? As in you got his ticket as well or just the one and you had to go with him? No. So, long story short, um, I caught my ex out on Snapchat locations cheating on me. Ooh. And Bloody when, we, when I broke it off, I asked if I could buy the tickets off him. And he was like, no, no, you can have them for free. But the strangest thing was that he actually had three tickets. What? Was he going to bring a friend? Or he was, was he going to bring the girl? The girl? Yeah. I think he was going to bring the side chick and kind of say that she was like his cousin or something. What? Oh. Surely she wouldn't have been okay with it. So you got three tickets out of him. Yes, three free Ed Sheeran tickets. Oh, wow. This is pretty lush because Ed Sheeran's is top of the range. Mm. They're not cheap. Do you know what, though? I think if you've been cheated on, you deserve a bit more than a couple of Ed Sheeran tickets. I can't believe he's going to take the Snapchat chick. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't have not used the third seat and see who turned up next yes, year. Then you would have known. A trap. Yeah. Yeah, I could have, but I ended up taking my dad and brother, so we had a good night Oh, anyway. cute. All right. Yeah, nice story. Nice end of that story. Thank you, Katie. Let's go to Jill on 131065. What did you uh, get from your ex, Jill? Uh, yes, he gave me this really cool denim jacket that was his. Um, it had a big logo on the back, Casey's Bar and Grill. It had cow horns. It was very cool <laughs> oh. in the mid-90s. Wait, have you still um, got the jacket? No, because when we broke up, he asked for it back. Um, so I tried it on for one last time, just for old time's sake, because I really, really liked that jacket. And I put my hands in the pockets and pulled out a fifty dollar note. Hey. <laughs> That's you what go. you. That is exactly what you want because I don't feel like you really want the jacket with the bullhorns. No. Well, I mean, like, uh, no. In the nineties, it was pretty cool, so I would have kept the jacket. But instead, I kept the fifty dollars and gave him the jacket back, and I never told him. Ah, oh, do you know what? You should have kept both. Yeah, just both. <laughs> Let's go to Melinda on 131065. Hi, Melinda. What did you get from your ex? Oh, hi. Uh, so I went to pick my stuff up from my ex when we broke up. 
um, and he gave me a plastic bag and I got a pair of another girl's dirty underwear. Oh, 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 oh no. I thought you were going to say he gave me a plastic bag and I was like, that's not really. That's, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really call up a radio station for that. But you, know, you got a pair of dirty undies. <laughs> Do you think that that was intentional that he slid those in there? Was he that much of like a narcissist? Or do you think he was well, going to give them to her in the plastic bag and accidentally gave it to you? Did you get confused with the two girls? Look, I mean, there is a bit more of a story to it, but I found that he was cheating on me with a co-worker. So I have a theory that they planned it together to upset me, but I don't <gasps> know if that's... Oh, that's horrible. Now- I, Mel, I'm so sorry. I just think that, like, no no one deserves that. If anything, you should get a bunch of... You should put a call out for other people's dirty undies and send them back to them in the office. Yeah, boys ones. <laughs> They've got skitties in them. Hey, Melinda, I've got a great pair that I've been brewing for a couple of days. You send me your P.O. box, I'll oh, get them out to you, okay? I'll give you some nappies as well. <laughs> yes! Well, I think you can sell dirty underwear for a good price. You can! Oh, well, Melinda, I'll give them to you for free. No charge. No charge for a life uncut listener. Thank you, Melinda. <laughs> All new in 22. For your Saturday morning, the Life Uncut Radio Show with Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne. On KISS. Ladies, right now joining us, the star of the new uh, iHeartRadio podcast, The Woodlife, Sam Waters here. Hello, mate. Hey, guys. Where do I know you girls from? (laughs) (laughs) So, Sam, we were just talking about this before. How have we both been around the Bachelor Traps for many years, but we've never met? No, I know. I know. I do feel like I know you. Well, we stalk each other on the gram. I obviously love Maddie J and Laura. You know, you're sort of like their kid. You know, that's how it works. (laughs) Sometimes I'm their kid, sometimes I'm the third wheel. It's all very weird. Sam, how are things in your household at the moment? Snazana is pregnant, you're having another baby, having another girl. How is everything? I'd love to tell you it's just swimming along nicely, but it's pretty hectic. And poor old Snezhi is crook as a dog at the moment. She's 22 weeks today and... Literally never been so sick in all her life since about week six. So it's, oh, uh, everyone keeps telling her that will disappear, but it doesn't look like out of order till Christmas. Sam, we, I mean, obviously we're all from The Bachelor, but I have a bit of a spicy question for you. Last year, we saw that the ratings for The Bachelor were not as good as what they have been in the past. Why do you think, somebody who's done it, who's been there, who's been the lead, why do you think The Bachelor's not been as successful in the past years? I definitely think it's just because it's been around for a lot longer now and there's probably other shows a bit like it and people are streaming all these different things. I think it's a, a TV in general thing. But I also think the thing that people say to Snezh and I a lot, and I'm so sure you get this too, Laura, like Snezh and I as a couple, and they're always like, we love you guys and we love Maddie J and Laura and we love Tim and Anna and like, why aren't there couples like that anymore? I mean, it's, it's very cliche, but we hear that, you know, I'm sure you guys do a million times a day and I think that's what people want. So you're saying you think that the, the show's not working anymore because you, you don't really believe the intentions behind the people going on it anymore? Oh, well, a lot of the people have been on it already or it's, I think people have kind of cottoned on that it can be a launching pad into other things and therefore that's probably the main reason they're on it. I was genuinely like to find someone and it has just all been a bonus, this other stuff. And I think other people are a bit the other way around. I think they're, I just want to, you know, become Insta-famous and... 
you know, maybe I'll meet someone, but I think people are smart enough that they see through that. I, th- I think the audience gets it. I think the audience can tell if you're genuine or not. Yeah, I think you're so right in that, like, social media has changed the game. You know, most people who yeah, are signing up yeah. now, they know that it comes with some perks and some benefits because they've seen, like, the amazing things that other people have achieved out of it. Now, speaking of some amazing things that people have achieved out of it, Sam, you've, you've just launched a podcast. I tell thought you were going to talk about his amazing sperm <laughs> achievements because those, those oh, bad boys are travelling Mate, fast. you have got some swimmers. Let me tell you. Okay, well, let's, before we get into the podcast, after, after three kids, Sam, is it enough? Do you reckon you get the snip? Uh, I think the snip's happening, yeah. I think... It's well, already I mean, it booked in. We haven't locked in a date yet. I've got a few uh, enjoyable months before we get to that stage. But <laughs> they're not going to cut your penis yeah, off. they don't cut the penis off. <laughs> just, Isn't that what they do? Isn't just to be clear do? with what the snip means, it is not uh, a decapitation yes. of the, the penis head. It is, it is where I was confused. Oh, I yes. quite like my penis. <laughs> anyway, Sam, tell us about this podcast that you started, The Wood Life. Yeah, so very, very different. Mine's fitness, it's health, but we do try to go a bit deeper in it. The psychological and the emotional side of all of these things from motivation, inspiration and sleep and mental health and you know, we're talking to people that can inspire others to sort of get up and get moving and set goals and kick ass through to some real experts on sleep and I interviewed an incredible lady the other day who was a parental and child anxiety specialist so you know for all the mums out there that sort of struggle with anxiety themselves, anxiety for their kids or their kids go back to school or whatever it might be so We're covering some really interesting health and fitness topics, but in a really fun, lighthearted, relatable way. And I think the thing in the fitness industry is there's so much information out there. People don't know what to believe. You know, paleo, good for me, keto, fasting. There's all this bullshit out there and people trying to sell products. So, you know, they're being misled and there's misinformation. So I want to help people navigate their way through that. We're only uh, four days old and the feedback has been nothing short of sensational. It's a medium that I absolutely love because I can talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles and can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam, stay there, actually. We want to play a game with you that we do on the show. It's called Headlines. Uh, we bring headlines that are written about you and we, we debunk whether or not they're true or false. So we have a, a stack of them, a wad of Sam Wood headlines sitting here ready to go. You good to sit around for a sec? We'll come back in a bit. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Nice. All right, I will kickstart. Sam Wood says he has declined SAS two years running because, quote, it just wouldn't be a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not true. Oh. That's not true? I feel like that could be accurate. I have have been approached to go on the show, but I I definitely haven't said that I won't go on it because it looks too easy. It's been... I don't want to be away from my baby. So they do want you. I, th- I think it probably would be easy for you, but what, what sort of dollar value did they offer you? We never Ooh, got that far. I want to know. Yeah, Saucy. No, ne- it's not about the money. Oh, if you're being... Well, the SAS is about the money. If you, no one goes and does that for fun. <laughs> Nobody's going to go and swim in freezing cold water no, unless there's a pretty I, I, paycheck. I would love the challenge. I would love to test myself like that. I, I genuinely think as much as I would have at the time, I'd come out a better person and grateful that I did it. Do you know $200,000 would make you a better person? You'll come out better on top too. <laughs> spend seven days in there. Around. Interesting. Yeah. Sam, I have one for you and I need to apologise sure. for this one. Thank goodness it didn't end up looking like a cheesel. Bachelor winner Laura Byrne makes fun of a snack-like <laughs> engagement ring Sam Wood gave Snazana and gushes about brave Maddie J. Oh. Oh, true <laughs> and so, so fair. That's a true one. What's, what's this? Hang on. What's this cheesel yeah, story? Yeah, what's going on? I gave Snez the most hideous ring on 
our season of The Bachelor, it was that, that I designed myself, which <laughs> makes it there's worse. no danger for Tony Maylor. Sam, what were you thinking? I don't know. I tried to be different. I should have just stuck to classic look, and I really stuffed it up. And Nesh was so beautiful. She's like, I love it, I love it. And then the social media just started rolling in, and Sam Wood gives Najana a cheesel as a <laughs> end-of-season ring, and... Uh, I don't reckon Snez would even be able to tell you where that ring is. How long? Yeah, I was going to say, how long did it take Snez to get it retrofitted into something else? No, well, we never, we've never done that. We've never done that. It'd be sitting somewhere safely, but I haven't seen that ring for a long so time. So when, when did you, how long, how, how deep were you until she told you the truth about her feelings for the ring? Oh, no, I sort of I sort of came clean and said, look, I think it's an absolute stinker. And <laughs> I think she'd had a few drinks and she's like, yeah. Probably not what I would have asked for if I, but you know, but she's 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 very sentimental, so I, she wouldn't. She, I don't know if she'd want to change it or um, she's definitely so sentimental that she's put it in a box and buried it in the backyard. No, well, she's now got an engagement ring and a wedding wedding ring. You can't. There's no room for the cheese. All right, Sam. Last headline. Headline or headline? Sam Wood says he will keep having kids until he has a boy with his max being ten. <laughs> 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 Absolute lie. Lying. Being a girl dad. Yeah, I think it's everybody else's wish that you have a boy, but never even entered my mind. As long as they're they're happy and as cute as they are, what else could you ask for? You're a good man. We love you here. And the, the Wood Life, you can get it now on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. Buddy, great to have you on, and we'll catch up with you soon, okay? Thanks for having me. See you guys. The Life Uncut Radio Show. With Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne. We love you had a birthday, Laura, this week. Not yours, but in the family. We did have a birthday this week. So I have two little girls. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old named Marley May, and I now have a one-year-old. Well, she wasn't one a couple of days ago, but she turned one on Wednesday. Her Aww. name is Lola. And do you know what it made me realise this whole birthday mm. this week? Just how forgotten about the second child is. And I, and I say that. You forgot it was a birthday? Or? I was like, where is she? I forgot I had a child. No, so you left her in the bed, didn't even get her out that day? Or? No, I'm oh. not. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down, guys. No, I just think back. When it was Marley May's first birthday, we went all out. We yeah. planned this big birthday party. It was ridiculous. We even had a huge baby shower. I'm talking like booked out a venue, had balloons everywhere. Oh. It was one o'clock on Lola's actual birthday. The poor thing was at daycare and I was running around Kmart trying to get stuff, trying to get some cupcakes <laughs> so that when she got home she might know it's her birthday. And I just think, I never really realised, like I'm a middle child, and I never really realised just how different it is from the first kid to the second oh, yeah. kid. And how quickly the ball slips. <laughs> Do you know there's this running joke in my family? I'm one of four, two older brothers. I'm number three. And then I have a younger sister, Sherry. We have this running joke in the family that when we're going through photo albums, because, you know, we had photos then. You don't, Nothing was on the internet. You don't yeah. have digital cameras. So we had hundreds of photo albums. Mitch, the eldest child, I reckon he's got 25 albums. Like <laughs> albums. Dane comes along. He's the second child. You know, he's probably got like 15. I come along. I've got about four, number three. Sherry. Sherry was trying to find one photo, one photo of her, not an album, a photo for herself, and she could barely find anything. Because by the time <laughs> the fourth kid comes along, mum's like, I'm too busy, I don't have time when for When you're that. running around after four children, you don't have all this time to take photos. But I realised this. So, like, well, I, I, was, I did the same thing. So when it was Marley's birthday, Matt and I, we sat on the couch that night and we made this little cute video montage to put Aww. on Instagram. It was gorgeous. And we, and we had hundreds of videos to choose from. Like, Marley, like doing her first word, taking her first walk, all these things, all these amazing milestones. And then I was looking for videos of Lola and I was like, 
I mean, I've got a few, but none of them are very outstanding. (laughs) And I think what's going to happen when she turns 21 and it's her 21st birthday and she's like, hey, mum, what'd you do for my first birthday? I said, I got some helium balloons from Kmart, sweetheart. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if this makes me a bad auntie, but I was over at Laura's the other day and she was saying, oh, shit, like I forgot that it's Lola's birthday coming up. And I was like, oh, don't even do anything. I was like, she's she's never going to remember it. She's one year old. I don't know if that makes me a bad human. She won't remember, but social media will. And that's yeah. the thing I'm very worried about. <laughs> but let's be real. Kids' parties are for the adults. They are not for the kids. Well, 100%. We, we were talking, man. We were like, maybe we'll have a housewarming party and then also do Lola's birthday party at the same time. And then I realised once again, it's still not her birthday yeah. party. <laughs> <laughs> She's just constantly losing in these scenarios. Poor Lola. Well, we love you here at the show, Lola. Oh, it's happy birthday, Lola. Happy there birthday. you go. Play her this audio when she's 20. <laughs> That's your last birthday. She's I 21. love you, Lola. Love you, baby. All new in 22. For your Saturday morning, the last uncut radio show with Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne. On KISS. So right now, though, you guys are watching maths, yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm sick for maths. It's like my dirty little secret. Did you Except say maths or maths? Maths. <laughs> just lisping a little bit in the morning. Algebra. Uh, got, a a, got a bit of a dry mouth. Uh, no, I love my, myself some Married at First Sight. We have a special guest coming on right now. Levi is on Married at First Sight, but he's not on as a contestant. Levi has taken Australia by absolute storm as one of the contestant Brent's best man. Yeah, that's basically it. You summed it up. I was just really supporting a mate and then all the attention just kind of went on me. <laughs> now, Levi, before we get into your experience on maths, how do you know our Brittany Hockley over here? <laughs> um, so I met... <laughs> really, um, well, can what's happening feel, in the studio here? Is there something going on? Is there a bit of tension? Should we leave, Laura? No, no, I met Brit. How did I meet Brit? I was actually, I don't know if Brit's going to love me saying this, it was actually at a club in Sydney. She was sitting in a booth behind me and then we just became friends from there. Friends. friends. I like that. That we, was very diplomatic. We, we did meet in a club. Brittany, a Brittany and your friends. <laughs> anyway, Levi, how does it feel to have stolen the show on maps? Now, your friend Brent, he has been set up with Tamara. I'd love to know what that day was like. You know, we see a very, a very minimized version of it on the TV, a very cut together produced version. What was that day like for you? The day was filled with a lot of anticipation building up to the wedding. I know Brent was very nervous, but I was very excited for my mate to kind of hopefully find the love of his life. When you go on to maths as an extra, like not an extra, but you know, when you're a, when <laughs> you're you're a paid actor. <laughs> well, I mean, Levi's the lead, obviously. No, but when you're there supporting your friend, do you get paid to go on the show? No, no, no way. Levi, there I reckon you no. need to send an invoice because I think you're bringing in the most promotion they've ever had. <laughs> yeah, look, the thought has crossed my mind, but yeah, no, I didn't get paid at all. So Brent, because it was during the second lockdown in Sydney, his family lived in an LGA and so they couldn't come support him. And so he messaged me being like, look, I'm getting married. Do you want to be my best man? What were your thoughts on Tamara when you first, I guess when you first saw her, but then we we did see some controversy go down. We saw there was some, you know, her saying that maybe people that work in retail or specifically a toy store are not up to her standards. So what are your thoughts on A, when you first saw her, and B, how those thoughts changed as the night went on? My first original thoughts were just, she seemed like a normal, typical girl. Hopefully was in the show for the right reasons, but as the night kind of progressed, you kind of realised that she maybe isn't the best person for one of my closest friends. And obviously I'd had a couple of drinks, and so I kind of just put it on her and was like, well, look, I'm going to be straight up. I 
I didn't say this, but in my mind, I was like, you have all the wrong things going around right now. And so for me personally, I just kind of asked questions, which kind of brought that to light. Now, when you did go down and start drilling her, because like you really kind of got in there and got stuck into her a little bit, was that pushed on by the producers? Were you encouraged to, to have those conversations or were you like, no, I want to stand up for my mate and make sure he's got the right girl here? So I actually wasn't encouraged by the producers at all. That was all me. And you know Brent so well. So the, from the bit that you've seen of Tamara so far, do you think that they're going to work out? Do you think they're a good couple together? Ah, look, I said it best when I said that it's going to be a lot of work for both of them. I, I know that Brent has always been unlucky in love. And so, to be honest with you, I hope it works out. Maybe Brent finds a shining light that I personally couldn't see. But yeah, at the end of the day, you always want what's best for your mate. Levi, I have a question uh, that I guess, like, you know, we all want to know here at Life Uncut, but a lot of viewers and listeners want to know too. How do you get you that can- six pack? <laughs> <laughs> How do you get, I mean, like everyone, people have been perusing your Instagram and it is, you're a very well-oiled, well-sculpted animal. You're, you're a very fine specimen. <laughs> I you? actually wasn't expecting that to question at all. Um, <laughs> um, you kind of caught me off guard there. How do I get a six pack? <laughs> Uh, Brittany, stop what's learning. going on? Hey guys, stop. <laughs> your eyes just rolled back into your head. <laughs> I'm asking the question that I feel like the nation wants. I know the question that the nation wants answered, and by the nation I mean all the women of Australia. Levi, are you single? No, I am oh. not. Oh. Sorry, ladies. No. Sorry. Levi has a very, very attractive girlfriend. Well, I did see yeah, a couple I... of tweets going out. One of my favourite ones was, I volunteer to wife Levi, hashtag maths. My favourite yeah. tweet that I saw was, I'm watching Married at First Sight for the plot. And then it was like, the plot, a montage of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how to react to all of it, to be honest with you. But I do appreciate the love and support that I'm getting from everybody. How yeah. does your bestie Brent feel that you have been getting a lot of the attention from the show? Because obviously it's on. he's on there. He just got married. It's his wife. It's his wedding. You were supposed to be just like... And in Laura's term, the extra. The paid extra. <laughs> the unpaid, unpaid extra. The unpaid extra. You mean the unpaid extra. Yeah, how does he feel about it all? He's a brother to me. Then he's a true friend. You don't really get any jealousy. You're happy to see your mate succeed. So, Brent, it's nothing really. I'm, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more attention on Brent. He's a very good-looking guy. I know that a lot of people are comparing him to, to what's, what's that lead singer with the tattoos and the shaved head? Adam nice. Adam, yeah, Adam, Adam Levine. Levine. Adam Levine. Yeah, yeah. It was a pleasure, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Levi. Thank you so much. This is the Life Uncut Radio Show. <laughs> Britt Hockley and Laura Byrne on Kiss. Hey, ladies, did we see Scott Morrison, our, our Prime Minister, embarrass himself at the, the National Press Club this week? Well, I mean, what has he done now? Was, oh. that, was that with the old grocery shopping list? That was the grocery, yeah. He was being grilled by the media and they asked him the price of bread and milk. They said, have you lost touch? There's accusations that you have. Uh, and he couldn't answer. He couldn't give them the price of a loaf of bread and a uh, litre of milk. I do actually like what he came out and he said. He said, I'm not going to pretend to you that I go out every day and I buy a loaf of bread or I buy a litre of milk. So the answer was no. Yes. He doesn't know. <laughs> but isn't that wild? Like, even if you, oh, God, even if you earn a lot of money. I love his finishing line to the report. 
reporter. He was like, I'll leave these sorts of things to you, mate. What, you think the reporter's going to go buy your bread and milk and drop it off to your house? Yeah. It's probably well, very Also, helpful. why did it sound like an insult? Like, I'll leave that to you, thank you very much. Yeah, because, he, oh, yes. Well, I he didn't, didn't know. So that's it. what you do. You get defensive. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. I don't know how much loaf of bread is, so I'll just throw that back on you. I feel like that's even worse than, like, had he just left it and said, I don't know the price. But then that last statement really makes it like, well, you you would know because you're beneath me. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't. I just feel like you need to go in with confidence. Just say $4.50. Yeah. Just say it. Like, sure, you know a ballpark. And also, surely there's milk somewhere in Australia that's $4.50. I don't even know how much I don't drink full Probably milk. Probably depends. Is it like homegrown, super organic Bondi loaf of bread? Because it's like $25. <laughs> Hold that because I want to put you ladies to the test. We're going to play The Price is Right. See if you know the price of uh, famous household items. I've got two for you. You have to uh, buzz in. Let me know which you think is more expensive, okay? Out of the two. Okay. So hit us with what you think is more expensive. All right, item number one. Huggies Ultra Dry Nappy for Boys. Uh, there's, I didn't realise you could size them, but it was six, 11, 6 to 11 kilos in size. I like how specific this is. And of course you need sizes. Of course you have to size them. I feel like such a mum right now, but you can't go putting newborn nappies on an 11 kilo child. Aren't they all elastic? They just slap on? It's <laughs> a slide on up. Like a tie on them? A piece it's of lace? It's just like they don't have one size fits all undies. Oh, uh, you're right. Good point, good point. Okay, well, I'm a bit out of my territory here. You I are? I do not have kids. That's I- why I put this in. This is very Brit. Um, skin original condoms, 18 pack. <laughs> Why is that me? I feel like if anyone, we need to be throwing those to Laura. That woman needs to stop procreating. The reason why I have two children is because we certainly haven't bought enough condoms lately, but I have been buying nappies, so I feel like I have a half unfair advantage on this one. What's more expensive? I haven't been buying either. I'm going the nappies. I'm going nappies as well. Nappies are wildly expensive. Yeah, you got it. You both got it. The nappies are $34 and the condoms $18. And also, if you just splurge and spend $18, you'll save yourself $34. Yeah, Makes true. But also, condoms are so, like, these skin condoms, they're so thin these days. There's not that much material oh, in them. They there's can't be much. There's them. no cost. The cost <laughs> is low. All right, let's do uh, number two. Omo Active Clean Top and Front Loader Laundry Liquid Detergent. It's a four litre. Wow. It's so specific yeah. as well. Yep, yep, yep. Or you can get Veet Sensitive Hair Removal Cream, which is more expensive. I'm going oh. for the Veet Sensitive Hair Removal Cream. I am going the detergent. Oh. One of you have it, one of you don't. Obviously. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's how the game works. Science says. Brit wins! Yes! Oh. Come on! Wow, so hairless legs are less expensive than having clean clothes. Yep, okay. $16.80 for the Veet, by the way, if you wanted to pop in, and uh, $36 for the Omo. Clearly, I'm out of touch. Laura does also, a lot of washing, but no waxing. I would like to show you what my legs look like right now. Clearly, I haven't been buying much Veet. <laughs> All right, final one. This is uh, Coles Sweet Gold Potatoes. Now, these are loose in the fresh produce section. <laughs> Put them in the little bag. Uh, so, yeah, gold potatoes. So, you get a kilo of those, a kilo of potatoes. Or Sunny Queen cage-free large eggs. You got eighteen of them. I'm going the eggs. I'm mm. going a, a kilo of sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are a bit expensive, <laughs> and a kilo of them is a lot. Brit wins. Oh, she's got it. You know why? Because they're cage-free eggs too. I'm so clearly out of touch. They're extra large. They're cage-free, and there's a lot of them. <laughs> potatoes are like the cheapest thing you can buy. I'm, I love that everybody thought that I was gonna lose this game. But also, what if they're sweet? Like they're sweet potatoes, and maybe they were organic. In which case, they'd be more expensive. Maybe you're buying them from the health food store in Bondi. I yeah, true. In that case, expensive. very different game. <laughs> 
This is the Life Uncut Radio Show. <laughs> Brett Hockley and Laura Byrne. On Kiss. Uh, this week it's been a pretty uh, emotional, pretty incredible week for the Life Uncut fan base. Oh, this is a story that honestly, when Britt and I found out about it, it brought tears to our eyes. One of our community members from the Life Uncut Facebook group, now her name is Jamie Werner. She is a property manager and she manages a rental for an 80-year-old man who... Dennis. His name is Dennis. Bless Dennis. Oh, so he has been, and I shouldn't say kicked out, but basically the owners of the property have decided that they're not going to continue leasing to him right. because they want to up the rent. Dennis is on a pension. Dennis has no family. He has no other income, no support. And Jamie saw Dennis and was like, what can I do to help him? She is the property manager who, oh, I c- could you imagine having someone who cares that much She's looking after your property rental? manager of your absolute dreams. But what she did was she, she took this to our Life Uncut discussion group. So we have a Facebook discussion group that has nearly 60,000 people in it. She yes. put a GoFundMe in there to try and raise a little bit of money for Dennis. And it just went bonkers. And this is why Laura and I, we are so proud of this community, but Jamie has raised nearly $50,000 for Dennis. So let's speak to Jamie. We've got her on the line. Jamie, it's so nice to have you on the show. Thanks for calling in today. And what an incredible, incredible thing you have done for Dennis. Oh, thank you so much. I haven't done too much. Everyone else has pretty much done all the hard work. Uh, Do you know what, though? I think you have. I think most people would think of their property managers as a real estate agent and not think that somebody would go out of their way like this. What was it about Dennis's story that made you go, I need to do something and and want to set up that GoFundMe in the first place? I just thought about how I would feel if I was him. If I was almost, almost 80, he's not 80 yet, girl. He's um, been picking me up on that, but he's almost 80. <laughs> if there's one thing, he's like, can we just correct my age? I'm 79 and 11 months. And I just thought about, imagine feeling like that at that age. He just had no one to go to. And he didn't actually ask me for help or anything. Well, Dennis is on a pension and I did a little bit of research into this, but the Australian pension is, is around half of what has been made through the GoFundMe per annum. So essentially you've managed to raise what he would earn through the pension for two years straight. I just think it's such an incredible thing, Jamie. Do you know how Dennis is planning on spending that money and what the next couple of months or years look like for him? I don't know how he's planning on spending the money. I haven't spoken to him too much about that. I think he's just so overwhelmed. He likened it to winning the lottery. Oh, Um, my heart. Yeah. yeah. Once we get him a rental, whether it be a rental in the area through an agency or whether the Department of Housing can step in and give him a really secure long-term home, which I'm hoping, I'm working really hard to do, then that money will be able to assist him once if he pays his rent out of his pension. That money will be able to assist him in the future with buying extra groceries, buying fruit and vegetables, which he said he never, ever does because he can't afford it, Um, buying some fresh meat, filling his car up, paying bills like um, fuel and registration and electricity and all those things that he obviously has such a small amount of money left over each fortnight and he has to pay for all of those things. I believe that that money will hopefully last him, you know, a very long time of him not having to worry about, you know, putting fuel in his car or buying groceries. That's so amazing. And the most amazing thing that I have found out of this is I can't tell you the people from our community that have written in and said that they want to help in every capacity. We've had people literally offer up their spare properties. We've had people, we've had removalist companies message and say, hey, we want to get on board and move Dennis for free. We've had so many people from the community and that's just the best part. Everybody coming together to help somebody absolutely in need. And Jamie, surely 
you got employee of the month. Surely you have gotten something. <laughs> there is some sort of shiny award hanging at your office for you. I did get a beautiful bunch of flowers from another real estate agency very unexpected yesterday in the office. To have people being like, you're doing such an amazing job. I feel like it's a bit overwhelming for me because I'm like, I, you know, I'm not really doing anything, but the group, the people that have donated, everyone that's got behind the removal list. I've had another lovely lady that you guys connected me with and she's actually been helping me, you know, look for a rental in the area for him. And I'm only one person, so I can kind of only do so much. And it's been a very, very busy past week, but I'm grateful for that and I'm more than happy to do it. So, you know, it's a shout out to everyone and you guys and everyone who has got the word out there and everyone who's donated, you know, the smallest amount even is just so amazing. I know you say you haven't done anything, but just taking the time to actually be that person, to advocate for him, to raise that money, it is life-changing stuff. So from Life Uncut and from everybody who's been involved in this, we just want to say thank you so much. And if anybody wants to see Dennis, where the moment he was told he had some money and He looks 18 again. He (laughs) looks you have never seen anyone happier, but that photo is on our Life Uncut discussion group so go and have a look. And poor Dennis, Dennis thought that you were just doing a sausage sizzle from him. So so he was like beside himself when he realised how much money. So, Jamie, good on you. Thank you so, so much from everyone here at Life Uncut. Thank you, guys. Oh, we love you, Jamie. What a superstar. God, she's good, isn't she? Doesn't it also make you think? Just You hear so much about social media being used in negative ways, yeah. but when it's used for good, God, it's a powerful For an 80-year-old too. You I, never hear those stories. And he doesn't have Instagram. He no, doesn't know God, what's no, going on. No. He just thought he was going down to Bunnings to get a sausage sizzle. <laughs> oh, guys, well, thank you so much for listening to the show. So that is us. it from us. But we do have a very big week coming up this week on the podcast. Yep. We have one of our favorite comedy duos from America. They're a female comedy duo. They have a podcast called Girls Gotta Eat. Now, they are a very, very raw, unfiltered look at relationships and dating. They're like life they uncut are... on steroids. <laughs> they are so wild, but it is so fun. They are so funny. They're so great. So we have a really great episode dropping on Tuesday. And you know one thing that they are talking about on this app, which I just, I think it's such an interesting conversation. It's around the topic of childless by choice. I think we hear mm. so much about, you know, women have to follow this very, you know, get married, have kids, and they are completely running their own race. And they talk about their decisions around being childless by choice. Great. iHeartRadio app on Tuesday, right? You can get the Life Uncut show. You sure, sure can. And don't forget to tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your dog, tell your friends and share the love because we love love. That's it. Back next week. See you guys. Miss any of the Life Uncut radio show with Britt Hockley and Laura Bell? Hear it in the Catch Up podcast on iHeartRadio.